Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Do you guys think Julia Fox no. is attractive? She looks really good. You said no? No. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I just think it's really wild. I mean, it's very telling of how he finds his sex and his his, his, uh, his success and his validation from like white people. Now that is weird <laughs> to go from like in like I think everyone can kind of objectively say like yes, it's clearly fabricated, but like Kim is very attractive, right? I don't. I just don't see it. Or it's like maybe oh, I just really... well, I'm not comparing the two. Kim is definitely prettier than Julia Fox, in my opinion. But the question was, Julia Fox attractive? And that's a yes. The yeah, I, yes. I would say no. I was wow. now people were saying that she was looking good in Righteous Gemstones, the Adam Sandler movie. Uncut. Got... <laughs> Righteous Gemstones, dear God, that's 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 the HBO show. What movie I'm is sorry. that? No, that's the HBO show. I'm terrible. Oh, oh. my God, that's the HBO show. It's hilarious. Eric Andre this I season said, played a mega I've never pastor. heard of that. I'm sorry. No, um, uncut gems. Uncut gems. I'm so look, we unfiltered gems, yo. I <laughs> you lucky I didn't say unfiltered. You're really lucky I did it. Um hi, it's been a minute to the people listening. Uh just want to introduce who I am. My name is Malcolm Alexander. <laughs> and I'm Ryan Hale. Um, welcome back. Welcome black. It's been a minute. Bienvenidos. Welcome black. Ayasayo. <laughs> um Bonjourno. Y'all okay. know, I, 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 look, I, I was traveling. I was traveling. You know it. You know it. I, I'm just I'm just bringing back a little what I learned. I thought you said DiGiorno for a second. Well, I said, this man got pizza on the brain. He is hungry. <laughs> we'll say, though, um, birthplace of pizza, they say is Naples, was in Naples, definitely had some of the best pizza I have ever had in my really? life. Like, from the first bite, I just, man, whoa. Like, it was... Yeah, man, the trip was life changing, man. I, I would really say that. Like, it was just dope to get out, and I was able That's to dope. do a little editing. Actually, like the last episode, I posted it from my hotel room in Naples. It took twelve <laughs> hours to upload <laughs> because of their really crappy Wi-Fi. But you Classic. know, I brought, I, I brought a little UG uh, with me. But nah, it it's was in Naples, uh, nice. Yeah, man. But like, uh, what the hell have you been up to, Hale? Man, so much, bro. Uh, Happy New Year grinding. to you. Podcast. Yeah, happy new year. Yeah, wow. You yeah. know, yeah. 20, 23 days in, twenty four days in, something like that. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it's been it's been great. Been doing a lot of a lot of good stuff video wise. Obviously, I'm a videographer, so a lot of big stuff happening there. But yeah. lately, I've just been taking a uh, my yearly social media cleanse that I do every January. Just taking some time off of social media and just locking into what I want to do this year. Focusing on some goals and different things like that. So yeah, yeah it's been good, man. Excited what? to get back to the show. Lots to talk yeah. about. One hundred percent. I was just gonna ask with, with your cleanse, like, like what, uh, mm. what all goes into, or like, 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 what is the, uh, yeah, what all goes into your social media cleanse? Like, like, what are the, what's the recipe to that for you, if you will? Like, like, what do you cut away? How do you cut it away? What does it do for you as well? 
Oh, got you. Yeah, yeah, great question. So we do a fast, we being my church, um, we do a fast at the same time every year in the, I think it's like the second Monday in mm-hmm. January or something like that, 21-day yeah. fast. Um, and obviously you can fast from whatever you like. It's no mm-hmm. strict guidelines or anything like that. So um, people do different things. But me, I like fasting from social media, just not focusing on what other people is doing and just really focusing on me and mm-hmm. what I'm trying to do, what I'm trying to accomplish figure out the vision for my year and all that good stuff. So it's good for me. So yeah, what I do for me is I just don't hop on social media at all, to be honest. Yeah. Do you have like um, an app I usually delete I usually delete all the apps yeah. off my phone. This year I haven't just for like business stuff. Sometimes I do have to go in there and like answer a message or gotcha. post yeah. something for UG or something like that, you know. But um most times I just delete the apps off my phone for twenty one days and then yeah. that's about it. So Fire. keep it simple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love it. Hey man, so it's been good. I love it. I definitely do my social media hiatuses um, when necessary, and I, I think they're I'm well also, needed. They're well needed. I and I'm. Yeah. I'll, I'll delete it just for a day. Like I'll just get a weird moment, like in the morning. I got mm, fuck it. Same, bro. <laughs> I just get it off my Same. phone, and I'm like, I'll I'll come back to that tomorrow. So, right. uh, social media has been wild. Um, there's stories that we'll talk about today that uh, we just haven't had a chance to hit because we've been mm-hmm. on our little holiday break. Um, so today's going to be a catch up session. Uh, between ourselves and of course y'all as the listeners and so we thank you for subscribing everywhere doing the youtube thing um we got to talk like mike todd I, <laughs> we haven't talked about it <laughs> and like it's been nice because we've had to send you some stuff like hey this is happening i know you yeah. might have heard about it but this is happening <laughs> uh, i want to talk about uh, mike todd and actually i want to uh use fresh and fit as an entry point to talk about um a larger issue that i've been actually polling in my um instagram story and i don't know if you had a chance mm. to catch it before right before your 21 day because no it, it definitely it definitely was after it but um we'll get into it a larger story about relationships between black men and black women we want to talk about we want to get your opinions as well as listeners so thanks for subscribing everywhere at the youtube hail i just want to do it bro let's get the show started we baby. back we back we baby. back baby let's go <laughs> now let's get it All right, guys, we are Unfiltered Gems. Um, Give me my introduction again. I'm Ryan Hale. <laughs> I'm Malcolm Alexander. <laughs> it's been a while, so we might have to reintroduce ourselves uh, a few times throughout a few the show. Times. Just we in do. case we got some, hopefully, some new listeners and all of that good stuff. Um, but like Malcolm mentioned uh, at the in the intro, we are definitely going to hit um, some stories that we haven't got a chance to hit um, yeah. during our hiatus. Um, a lot of good music that we missed, or not necessarily missed, but haven't got a chance to talk on, um, like such FM. as... Dawn FM, yep. The Weeknd's new album, which is really mm-hmm. good. A lot of good tracks on there. Um, also, this was, yeah, this was, yeah, we didn't get a chance to talk about this one at the end of 2021, but Magic, Nas's album, him and Hit Boy, was a really good project. Did you listen to that one? By your face, it's looking like a no? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I didn't. I, All right. I definitely did get excited for it because I gave King's Disease 2 a chance when it came mm-hmm. out, uh, re- you know, a couple years back or whatever. And that, was, that was last year, too. Okay, and I was getting through it, <laughs> and I remember where I was, and I'm just listening, and I'm like, okay, I'm kind of in it, and then he goes, <laughs> and I never beat a woman, and then he ad-libbed and goes, I mean that, <laughs> and I thought to myself, that is the most awkward and most incriminating piece of rap that I've heard in quite really some picked time. picked out the, the worst line of the whole album. It soured <laughs> the entire your, That Nas ruined experience. your Nas experience? It, it ruined the entire <laughs> Nas experience for me. <laughs> like, I can literally go back to Illmatic and that's about it. Uh, wow. Quite frankly. Not I, even I, like, King's Disease that won a Grammy? 
King's Disease 2, no, was, no, so the first King's Disease, is that it? Won the Grammy, yeah. Yeah, no, 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 no. Wow, okay. No, no, no. I'm okay. And, and, and again, like, it's funny when it comes to just putting really, core, like, just incriminating, incriminating lines, because this literally comes, like, in a time <laughs> where, you know, like, Jay um, and a bunch of artists, they're, like, appealing to, like, the New York State, what is it, like, the... The court. They're appealing to the court. They're mm-hmm. doing a thing. They're doing the legal thing. Forgive me for not being a legal <laughs> eagle. Um, that is my <laughs> caca, like legal eagle. Forgive me for not knowing the jargon. But um, no, like Jay Z, Meek Mill, Big Sean, Fat Joe, Yo Gotti, Kelly Rowling, even Killer Mike, Robin wow. Thicke, um, and what New York lawmakers oh, are. Yeah, I know, right? Um, New York. Robin really fell off after he lost Paula. Sorry, he did. No, he Robin. definitely did. He definitely did. I, he lost I will say that everything. Every, uh, you know that Kevin Hart joke where she took everything. everything. <laughs> I'm, so the funniest thing is that I said he lost it all. I said all those days that I said, and I almost was with the question. Robin Thicke, <laughs> like Kelly Rowland, Killer Mike, Yo Gotti, Big Kid. <laughs> oh, Robin. But I can see why, oh, again, the thing that we don't talk about with Robin that needs to be talking about is I can see why Robin Thicke would be involved in this group of people who do not want their lyrics used against mm. them in court. And so right sure. now they're calling it the rap music in tr- uh, rap music on trial. And that is what they're 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 calling the case, and it would actually be able to defend uh, rappers and artists who pretty much have incriminating uh, <laughs> lyrics, allow them and allow it not to be used against them in court. Wow, <laughs> would that have helped uh, Bobby Schmurder? Because uh, he uh, had. No, that's why he went I, to jail, right? Or no. Yes yeah, and remember. no, but but there was what weapons seized though, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. I, and and I don't want to say again. I don't yeah. say the wrong thing. I don't know. Yeah, um, but it could have, it could have. Can can yeah. you think of like your favorite incriminating rap lyric that that you've heard in your life and you might have said, I wouldn't admit to something like that, but <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of anything off the top of my head. <laughs> Dang, I wish I could though. But there are a lot of that I can't believe they say. On the record. On the and record. And stream it. And on sell it. On the record. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just consider one of the quintessential, if we're picturing Jay, anytime that you're <laughs> talking about moving snowflakes by the OZ, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I mean, sure. Okay. Call, I mean, call me Pablo, baby. But, like, I, I love good. Or anything. I'm sorry. Uh, Hell Hath No Fury clips. Mm-hmm. See, you be saying I don't like rapidy rap, bro, but I promise you, I will bring up lyrics like I love rapidy rap. I do. <laughs> but just the shit get boring if you ain't got a hit on it. it. Like, but I'm sorry. Like, I love clips. I love malice. I love push. But yeah. Hell Hath No Fury in a lot of their raps is literally all coke rap. And that's why we, we, we no, love it. No, that's true. We love it. And I wonder if they feel like they can just say that stuff due to... I don't. I wonder how deep they go into like statute limitations or like what, because like to say that boldly, knowing that it's going to be all over the world, especially with Jay, like with no fear, and then performing but, it all over the world, like. But but you can see why now we're in a space where it's like, how can we tie our loose ends up, if you will? Mm-hmm. How can we make sure, sure that l- down the line you don't try to get me? I'm not shocked, especially with the reckoning between violence uh gang affiliation sexual assault especially with the cosby documentaries coming out next week along with the janet we might have to talk about that coming up but um there there, there's you know all these things happen in people even uh what there's a new documentary with hugh hefner talking about how Mm -hmm. um 
it it turns out he had cameras in a lot of the rooms and he would lie to Oh, the, that's not surprising to me it, at all. It's not, it's why, not surprising. Why, 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 what do you mean it turns out? That's not surprising. That's not breaking news. It's not surprising, but it's now <laughs> it's like now all the women that it happened with, they're like, no, here's what happened. Here's the tapes. And everyone's like, oh, my God. And. He well, well here's the tapes like they were like molested or something, or here's the yeah. tapes like they were or like it would be like oh, okay. without the consent and all that. Gotcha. So I think it's like, a, and now Hef isn't even here to defend himself. But again, it's like, um, I don't think Hef, Hef could died years back, bro. Yes. You know what? Based on our recent conversations, I doubt you'd even be able to pick Hugh Hefner (laughs) out from a lineup. I bet I'd be like, you don't know who who this old white man is? And you'd be like, I don't know. A ball? And I'd be like, no, that's that's Hugh Hefner. You are so disrespectful. I'm just going to throw that out I didn't know one white man. Yes! (laughs) You probably would have known the good old good white man, Alex Trebek. I'd probably put the picture up. And you'd be like, who's that? You're disrespectful. That's the host of Jeopardy. You're disrespectful. Golly. I didn't know one person, and now I don't know anybody. Okay. Oh, my God. So all I'm saying, my only point, I want to I wrap up on this, is that it will be interesting to see how, especially in hip-hop, with an industry that we do have a lot of incriminating uh, lyrics from drugs mm-hmm. to sexual assault. Think about what happened with Rick Ross in 2010 with the you ain't know. And yeah. My man's literally said, I put a pill in her drink, and she ain't even know. You are literally admitting to date rape. But okay, Literally. but the club's jumping. So it's, mm-hmm. it's at Wingstop. <clears throat> at Wingstop, Wingstop, Fat Boy need a ten piece. I'm, no, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I love Ross. Anyway, look, <laughs> I'm no, I'm sorry, I don't want to say I love Ross, but there, he he got. I know after saying that lyric, I know after saying that lyric, I didn't like that lyric. I would say that. Right? <laughs> I didn't like that one. I definitely did not like that lyric. But my so, question, my question to that that rap on trial would be: Are they saying then that everything that we're saying is not? It didn't really happen, or we're just rapping, or no. What are they saying? Like it's simply saying, like you, a lawyer cannot use a, a lyrical reference to find a way to accuse me of anything in court. Well, see, man, I'm probably gonna be in the minority, but I don't know if I can necessarily agree with that. <laughs> I, not, it has the community <laughs> split. <laughs> it has the community split. How much do you want to defend your heroes, right? So many of our Bro, heroes. Bro, imagine right? like, if O.J. Simpson was a rapper and just got up there. I mean, he wrote a book, but imagine if he <laughs> and I'm sorry, put out a song. Out of my favorite. If I had done it. If I would have done. Exactly. <laughs> imagine if he made a song like that. Like, we're not going to go get him. No, I don't know. I can't. I can't. I don't know if I agree with that. <clears throat> Even I, the Rick Ross example that you just used, like, that's date rape. That's not okay. <laughs> I'm not laughing about that, but it's just like it. I don't it, think that's okay. But just think about it. And it's like, again, it's pretty common knowledge. Nas's transgressions as far as abuse. Yep. Jay's too. So it, it's, it's again, it's it's where these artists are wanting to cover their ass. And I think Jay's taking but lessons But what grounds do they have Simmons. to stand on? Uh, what, yeah, what no, that? no. You know what I'm, I'm saying? I'm they're, just they're asking. They're I would cover your ass while you still can. I, what I I'm saying to them, like, what grounds, my question to them would be, like, what grounds do you have to stand on? To to want to wrap it when it when it benefits you, but then don't want to get in trouble for it. I don't know. I think what it does it protects younger artists because I feel like for 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 Jay, he's already said what he said. But of course, Jay is on dad rap now, so it's not like <laughs> not dad rap. <laughs> he's he, you know it's like I'm sorry. Ever, ever since Blue's been around, yeah, he hasn't been talking about coke rap. He hasn't been doing that. So it, you know, like, uh, and I love all the dad rap shit. It's it's cool, but. I think what it's probably going to do is set up spaces where a, a Bobby Schmurter can't get locked up again, maybe, um, or, or or something like that. I I don't know. I I don't know how I so feel com- about it. So I, basically, commit a crime, then rap about it, and you're good. 
Sarah, please. I, I would love to know a question. There also has to be empirical evidence that said crime occurred. So if there's no evidence that a crime occurred, like if I said, or if I said, if I'm rapping and I say, hey, I went out and killed so-and-so on the street last night, but there's no evidence to support that. So-and-so, you know, maybe you can't find him. Maybe he's missing. So but yeah, that doesn't if there's no empirical happen. evidence and all there is is lyrical content, oh, well. Then there's nothing to stand on in a trial anyway. I know hell, which is a problem. I, I understand. <laughs> hell is sitting here like I am still. I don't agree with that at all. It. Not selling it. I'm, look, I'm. Uh, it's so pretty much commit a crime, then rap about it, and you should be safe if this passes. If there's right? evidence, I say, "Oh, I killed Hugh Hefner," and then people are looking at me like, "Well, you never in his house." I'm like, "Well, I did it." They can't lock me up and put me in jail because I said I did it. <laughs> Right. No, I get that because basically you're saying something that you didn't do. But for these guys, they actually did this stuff. That's my thing. Yeah, well, there might not be any you, evidence. Huh? No, did you used well, to sell crack on the street? They, he's talked about it allegedly. in interviews. <laughs> in allegedly. Oh, stop it. Allegedly. say no allegedly. And I'm allegedly black. Him. Okay. I didn't see him do it. I didn't see him do it. Did you see him do it? No. <clears throat> now we're all turning a blind eye. Okay. That's all I'm simply saying. Look, I'm just saying, look, we got to keep it in the court real quick. We have to talk about infringements on a lot of things in the country. It, 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 it's, yeah. dare, it's, dare I say, depressing. It's regressive. It's reductive. It's, it's abusive. It is it's a travesty to humanity, uh, to American, uh, to w- really what it means to be an American. Um, I want to turn our eye real quick on voting rights. We don't have to spend a lot of time here. Um, but I hope people are really paying attention to what is happening in our Senate. I definitely have given up on government, you know, and politicians being our saviors. I know that politic of mine is not new on this podcast and on this platform. But I think what's happened recently amongst people that call themselves Democrats like Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema out in mm-hmm. Yo Hood. That's I was about to say. Girl, hell. Yep. That's <laughs> all the way out people. here in, in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona. Yep. That's your people. I need to get your girl, bro. That's not my people. Don't say that. That's not get my people. Get your girl, bro. My, I live here, but that's not my people. <laughs> Don't but say what's that. happening with politicians that want to call themselves or said they align one way, but do what they can to dismantle democracy, mm-hmm. all on the other hand, it's not okay, man. It's not okay. It's not okay at all. Especially um, with this this voting yeah, rights bill. Sorry to cut you off. Please. But the voting rights bill, <clears throat> um, the Freedom to Vote Act, for people who didn't know, mm-hmm. it would obviously would have done a lot of different things. And if you go and look at the bill, you can see all the specifics. But mm-hmm. some of the big things it would have did would have been to um, make the election day a national holiday, um, mm-hmm. give people different options to, to vote at different places, polling locations, things like that. There's mm-hmm. a, a bill out in, what is it, Georgia or Texas now where they can't even – um, Georgia's law, mm-hmm. they can't even um, hand out water to voters who are standing in long lines now because of the, the bill that they've put in place. Um, and that's just and one of 52 bills that they've put in place yeah. over like the last year or so for yeah. voting rights. So it's terrible, man. And it obviously it's, it's not a coincidence that they're doing this right after how the election went mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because that election is probably the biggest one in our lifetime, um, the way it went and everything like that, the, the turnout and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's not a, it's not a coincidence. They're doing this to stop the, 
the black and brown vote for sure i, I believe um, and, and, and what's and, even scarier is i believe it was a conservative and 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 i don't know his name but one of the other senators had said he would have passed it if there would have been stipulations and what he wanted was armed patrol at voting booths to which makes me question nigga are we in 1865 said patrol to make sure that the democratic process is protected at all costs when's the last time you heard a, a voting booth shot up or a voting site shot up no but that's just it it's 1865 because you want to intimidate black and brown people from exactly in polls just ignorant. it's incredibly incredibly scary um yeah. and i think that mixed with not just voting rights but mixed with the way we could very well see this being the last year that we celebrate the anniversary of roe v wade with mm -hmm. a packed court of conservative and trump allies roe v wade is is at the greatest risk it's ever been at of being dismantled and abortions yeah. being restricted nationwide women's reproductive health taking one say. of the mm -hmm. greatest losses it's ever seen in this democratic yep. system um and we, we talked about that in an earlier episode on the show about some of the new laws and restrictions on abortions and things of that nature and like you said i mean this is probably the greatest time that um, that'll be under fire to change that Roe v. Roe v. Wade. But what's sad, I believe, is that if it doesn't change this year, then next year will be the biggest year it's under fire. Like, they're going to do everything they can to change that. It's not – they're not going to stop until they change it, which is unfortunate. I don't yeah. – it's yeah. sad. I don't even know how we stop that. If we can't even get voting rights, I don't I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. Man. Um, it, it's a very scary time, y'all. I would just say I know I'm – I'm probably like a lot of people that might be listening, especially the fact that we're still in this Pandulce, this panoramic, this Panasonic, <laughs> um, where I know it's easy to like say, like, look, I'm just not going to stay plugged in. I'm going to get away from the social media. I don't watch the news. I don't. I respect the decision because I really understand what it takes to maintain quality mental health. Like, I yeah. really like if anybody gets it, y'all trust me, I do get it. But please do what you can to just stay informed. Mm hmm. Please do what you just can just to do your level best at just seeing what is happening. Because right. we got to make sure, y'all, that we are looking out for our community, that we're looking out for our fellow man, our fellow woman. Like, there's also a bill in Florida now as far as education where now you can't mention the word gay. They're doing what they can to take out. Um, they're saying that when they, re when they refer to history and if they're referring mm -hmm. to historical figures who could have been queer, they, 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 they won't say gay. They, they won't allow the use of it, even if el there are LGBTQ youth going to school who are either open or struggling with opening up about it, they can't bring that to the administration. Oh, wow. Y'all, we got we got to look out for one another. We got to look out for the kids, man. Like, uh, mm -hmm. I, I and I know it's like everybody's uh, conservatives swear that that's, that's what they're fighting for, right? We're doing this for the future. Like, you're not. Like, y'all, we really, really, really got to think about community here. Yeah. The fact no, that uh, you're, voting you're right. rights. And especially, is, you know. Espe that. I was just about to say, with voting. Especially because I think like some elections are coming up here soon or yep. in the I next year or so. So mm -hmm. and, and I, I think I talked to you about this on OTB in the last election before yeah. voting took place. Um, that if, if voting wasn't important, then why would they work so hard to take our voting rights away? Yeah. And this is just another example of how important yeah. it is 
to go out there and vote, not only in a presidential election, but for your local government and things like that, because these are the people who are making these changes. Yeah. Like you mentioned, I mean, who would have thought that the, the senator in Arizona would be one of the people to stop a, a voting bill act? You well, know well, what I mean? A, a, a Democratic <clears throat> senator. A Democratic a, senator a, a, at that. I, exactly. I think that's what, well, and, and that leads me to like, literally, here, here's just like my, <laughs> my no filter on this. And again, mm-hmm. y'all know the politic. Y'all know where I'm at. I love y'all, but it's like if 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 you're if, if you got if you privilege from any degree of of whiteness, white passingness, if you are not in this game right now to be a race traitor, then you gotta get out of my life. For this next election and so on and so forth, I do not care if you say you're a Democrat. Clearly you do not give a shit about us. And so the main issue that I have is that we need black and brown faces in government. I don't want to see another white president. I don't want to see another. And, and naturally, I say that. But Don, Donald Trump, for all intents and purposes, is highly likely going to be our next president, the way things are looking. Just Isn't get that scary? Ready for it. Just Isn't get that scary? Ready for it. But it's the fact that people can call themselves Democrats, say that they align, use their politics to assure that they get the vote only for them to still be conduits for white patriarchy and white mm-hmm. supremacy at the end of the day. So just hear me when I say this in my very unmitigated <laughs> no filter. Vote black and brown bodies into your local, national, and state level pol- political positions. It, 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 it might be the only other thing that <laughs> outside of abolition that I can think of as a way of uh, truly protecting democracy. And I'll, and, and, and I'll leave it at that. Um, Haley, you got anything before we take a quick break? Nope. You said it all. <clears throat> quick break. We'll be right back. With more Unfiltered Gems, y'all. Thank you. Love is in the air, y'all. Is it, though? (laughs) You'll be the judge as you watch our new three-episode dating special premiering in February. I've been been shooting my shot in DMs lately. Losing battle. (laughs) We are getting into the good and probably the bad of dating. It's going down exclusively on the Unfiltered Gems podcast YouTube channel. So learn your lady's way of communicating. Mm. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. Make sure you're subscribed. Unfiltered Gems Podcast. Welcome back to the show. My name is Malcolm Alexander. And I'm Ryan Hale. Um, y'all, we got to get into it. I really want to talk about sports. I mean, we got to talk. Which is a shocker. We, we, we got to talk about the good old, you know, Tom Brady bleeding his own blood. What does that even mean? Because <laughs> did you never see Dodgeball? You know when uh oh yeah 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 you know yeah, yeah, when yeah. Goes, no one makes me bleed my own blood because when I saw the picture <laughs> of my man what is me he was he looked kind of like Ben Stiller he had like a little like he was like bleeding I was That's like funny. and all I, I thought of I was like that. nobody nobody makes Tom Brady bleed his own blood like that is the first thing I thought of. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna lie um look what I'm hearing I oh, what man. I'm hearing what I saw I was out brunching a little bit shout out to my boy Malcolm uh, we was brunching a little bit so the game. Then the subsequent game was on after that. Um, so I saw the Rams in mm-hmm. that clutch field goal. Um, uh, at the end. Is that not what it was? No, it was. I'm just shaking my head because I hated seeing it. Oh, okay. I, I, was, I was like, oh, I was like, I, like tell me. I'm, okay. I was like, I got the. I can't stand the Rams. So yeah. I Look, and you know, I literally have no, I'm not partial to any team. So I'm just seeing it happen. And just seeing like. <laughs> I was, we were at, uh, shout out to Fixin's. It's a soul food restaurant right over there at LA Live. Oh, no. And the, the whole place is split. Half Bucks fans, half Rams mm. fans. And just to see the, 
oh, like on the on one side of the bar, like oh my yeah. god, it was wild. And then of course crazy. you had uh, the Bills and who else? The Chiefs. The Chiefs. It was uh, just crazy. Yeah. If you thought the Bucks and Rams game was crazy, the Chiefs and Bills game was ten times crazier. That's yeah. what was. That's what was. That was probably one of the best, if not the best, game I've ever seen in my life. Wow. And that's why. Like that game wow. was absolutely insane. Like you don't. It's not just a regular thing to see a team drive what 50 yards down the field and score with 13 seconds left it's not normal because yeah because it <laughs> you was don't tied. See that. You i don't caught... see three lead changes yeah. in two minutes not normal Whew. it's crazy because I, I i saw i i we left right maybe around halftime of the chiefs and bills and so i saw mm-hmm. the the last quarter on my on twitter kind of oh, so okay. I, I i was seeing like yeah, i was like damn it was like just another close game like and that but that's exciting that kind of stuff yeah it was, is it was what really makes like it, it, it makes it exciting. So I, I want to know, bro, like, um, y- y- you are a resident uh, sports, uh, 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 you know, uh, agency, right? You know what I'm saying? You are a resident, um, you, you know what I'm saying? Uh, authority is what I'm trying to say. You're a resident sports authority <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. Okay. I, with my interview hand, am just good <laughs> at asking questions. Hell, Super Bowl's coming up in like three weeks, man. And mm-hmm. I have no context of, of, I mean, I see who won this weekend. But who yeah. do we predict? Like, who who do you want to see? Who do you think is going to be in the Super Bowl? Um, obviously, like I said just a second ago, I absolutely hate the Rams, <laughs> but I also <laughs> hate the San Francisco 49ers as well. So yeah. that game is just the worst of the worst for me. Oh, but the yeah. the Forty ers and the Rams play next Sunday night. Um, I've got the Rams winning that game. And who are they playing? And then we've got the Chiefs and Bengals. I've got the Chiefs winning that game. So I think it's going to be Chiefs versus Rams Super Bowl. Um, and in the words of the beautiful, um, luxurious Issa Rae, I'm rooting for everybody black. black. So uh, Patrick Mahomes, I pray, wins another Super Bowl. Um, and I'll be happy. I'll be happy as ever with that. And, and, and exactly. And that'd be, and the Chiefs won in the, within the past five years. Yeah, they won two years ago, three years ago, two, year, two or three years ago. Got it. Yeah. Fire. Yep. Fire. Mm-hmm. Well, Okay. So that's my uh, prediction. Chiefs, Rams. Chiefs and Rams. When the yeah. NFC and the A- AFC. AFC, <laughs> that's what I said. <laughs> y'all, y'all video trying to sound it out. Like, help, I, look, I was, I, was, I was doing good, wasn't I? I was doing good. <laughs> you know? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the okay, NFC and the, and, the, and the KFC, yep. And the, the KFC, <laughs> yo, let me tell you. That's me. Yo, but I'm so good at talking, like, surface level with sports, and then sometimes T-Pain put me onto this. I'll just make up a real hood-ass name, and people will just be like, ah, man, like, you know, the worst they're going to be is like, yeah, I ain't heard of him, but, yeah, no, I know, I'm, yeah, he's on the line. Like, <laughs> that's so stupid. <laughs> yo, man, but I'll pull up, really, and I'll be like, look, it, it, so, right, you'll get the prediction, right? This is how I carry the conversation. You'll get the prediction. You'll be like, I got Chiefs and Rams. And I'll be like, bruh. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I went to high school with uh, Latrell, Latrell uh, Johnson. He plays for the Chiefs. Uh, I don't think he's like a starter, but nope. like like Latrell Johnson, off. dude, like five. Latrell like, Johnson's not on the roster. Are Are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> Sounds like he could be Latrell Johnson. Sounds, <laughs> Sounds like, like he, he could, could be. be. <laughs> <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> okay. Only Latrell I know that played professional sports is Latrell Sprewell. And you know who that is? No. With the uh, the spinners. You know, back in the day, the spinners on the uh, yeah. Rams. Oh, on the, like, oh, the, yeah. He oh. had basketball shoes with those in his shoes. Oh, like that was him. His shoes. Yeah, the Spree was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know Spree. I know he Spree. Coached, I like- uh, he choked his coach. He was crazy. 
Oh my God. Yeah, well, yeah. I Shout out to the trail. Shout out to the trail. Shout out to Trolley Trail. Yo, okay, hold up. I gotta keep this pod going. I gotta keep. I want to keep um, our eyes on another crazy person. That um, <laughs> <laughs> that is not. Oh, not whoa! Crazy. That is that not, not okay. That's no, no. He's not. I'm sorry. No, he's not. I'm talking about Kanye. I'm not talking about Antonio Brown. I'm talking about Antonio Brown. <laughs> you are. <laughs> oh I my like god! Him, you know what's crazy though that you say Kanye is because Antonio Brown was on um, I Am Athlete. Yeah, podcast uh, led by Brandon Marshall. You know it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Brandon Marshall said that him and Kanye, Antonio Brown and Kanye, um, remind him of each other. Brandon Marshall said Kanye reminds him of Antonio Brown and vice versa because they're both disruptors. And yeah, Antonio Brown didn't mm-hmm. like that as as much. So, <laughs> but yeah, Antonio Brown. Yeah, yeah what does Antonio about. Brown like? Like, just can, can can you give doing him a non doctoral prognosis? <laughs> On who and what Antonio Brown is. I mean, after watching this interview with him on I Am Athlete, he was very. What's the word I'm looking for? Adamant um, that he did not have a mental health issue. Nothing was wrong with his mental health. He was fine. He said, and I quote, I don't have mental health. I have mental wealth. Because I, I, I'm myself at all, all the time. That's what he said. So. Um, I don't necessarily know if he actually has a mental health issue. I honestly think that he just doesn't have good people around him and doesn't know how to make the best decisions. That's what I think. I'm sorry. Because his decision to (laughs) run off the field half naked, (laughs) that's not a a smart play. What's half naked? Like he just took his shirt off or he he pulled his pants down? You didn't see that? No. This man, supposedly, supposedly the coach told him, um, get the F off the field, you're done. Yeah. Um, he was mad because he was hurt. He told the coach he couldn't go, and that's what the coach said to him. So he decided on the sidelines to take his helmet off. Then he took his pads off with the jersey. Uh, then he took his shirt off, unbuckled his belt and pants or whatever, and runs across the field, runs across the end zone, holds up the peace sign, and just runs out to the locker room. Yep. <laughs> I like him. Absolutely insane. I like him. <laughs> you like him? I like him. I like him. I like him. He's got <sighs> he's got heart. <laughs> kind of reminds me of Kanye. <laughs> okay, but here he, here's my thing about I don't have mental health. I have mental wealth line. That line was just about as hilarious and empty as when Drake got found out about his child and goes, "I'm not hiding my child from the world. <laughs> I'm hiding the world from my child." <laughs> that that Drake line was actually better than Antonio Brown's line. <laughs> They both up there where I'm just like, they both up there. <laughs> they both up there were just they it, yeah. along with along with the Nas, <laughs> the Nas, uh, and I never beat a woman. I mean that. Like <laughs> they all those bars are just ended up right there. Um, yeah, I did. I did want to ask you though. Yeah. Um, speaking of bars, because Antonio Brown, after he had his thing, he released a song. I heard because it because that's what people do. Oh, you heard it. Was it good? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Man, he was talking on that podcast like it was the next number one hit. I think the but, only rapper that I, uh like, you know, baller turned rapper, there's two that I think I can actually respect. Rappity rap. Uh, Damian Lillard. I knew it, yep. 
in AI? Allen Iverson. No, I, I know who you're talking about. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah's muted. She comes in. She goes, no, we know who the fuck you're talking about. We know who you're talking about. I also, can't give you that what? One. No, I'll, I'll give it to yeah. AI. AI was like, AI Loki was a basketball Zach Fox. And I, I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> and I enjoyed it. Like, I thoroughly enjoyed AI when he was rapping. He had what, it was like the one album, but it was a run. I, I, I thought it was great. He said it was a run. Antonio <laughs> Brown did, though, ask, and I wanted to ask you what he asked. He asked um, Brandon Marshall, who was obviously a former NFL wide receiver himself. Yeah. He asked him what he would have done in that situation. If the coach turned to him while he was injured and said, get the F off the field, what would he have done? And Brandon Marshall said, I <clears throat> always thought to myself, I want to play the game that they're playing. I want to keep getting my money. I want to keep doing this, but I don't want them to have control of the narrative. Mm -hmm. So what I would have did was I would have stood next to the coach when the cameras couldn't see me and said, hey, you can't talk to me like that, but we're going we gonna to handle this in a locker room. Mm -hmm. Antonio Brown said, I handled it my way. That's where I'm from. That's how we do things. Yeah. So my question to you is like, how would you handle it? Do you think there's a, a difference based off of obviously where somebody's from and things of that nature? Or do you think that people should handle their business? Because whether we like it or not, the NFL is yeah. a business. Yeah. Do you think people should handle their business business-like or handle it based off who they are? Uh, ooh, well, mm. <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, I'm a firm believer that you can't expect yourself in other people. I will say 100% that. agree with that. I will I, I, I will say that. Two, I will, oh, myself, I understand and I try to always gain context of where someone's from. Because, I again, I always know. Yeah. It's like, I may not. That's important. There's a way that I'm going to handle it. And then there's mm -hmm. another way that other folk going to handle it. You know what I'm saying? And, and I just have to make sure that I'm understanding and I'm equipped to make sure that I can match that energy we know like in, in in antonio brown's case like you know he can put it on the hood but a man's just you know he he's got mental wealth so it, it, <laughs> it, it's like you know like he, he it's a, he moved different you know he's he, he built different you know what i'm saying yeah. um yeah. but i would like to think that there should be a level of professionalism but i would like to think that probably by this time he's probably mentioned some to the coach if for for someone to go just jump that extremely, he might have already said something. Well, I mean, he said that him and the coach had exchanged text messages before the game. The coach was aware of his injury, but then yeah. there was obviously mixed reports, as it always is in the media and, and a story like this. So you never know. I mean, my no filter on this, though, my last thing I'm going to say on this thing is this. Antonio Brown may not have a mental health issue. We'll go. We'll give him that. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. No mental health issue. Mm -hmm. But what my issue is is that as a as a professional athlete, whether you want it to be or not, mm -hmm. um, he, you're a role model. Um, and shout out to Sarah who just reminded me um, that Antonio Brown's parents. Uh, oh, okay. So yeah, he was between an estranged father and a mother growing up. Um, his mom kicked him out of the house at at age 16 so he was homeless so yeah. and i knew he had a crazy background crazy story but this is my thing you've been in the nfl long enough to know whether you like it or not you're a role model and to run off the field like that is equi uh, is equivalent in a way to running off your job when your boss tells you something you don't like or says something like that you can't do that black mm. people who don't have your privilege don't have the opportunity or the availability to do something crazy like that and still get paid and still be on TV and still be making money off of a 
terrible rap song. You get what I'm saying? So that's mm-hmm. not the way to handle things. So that that would be my biggest thing. It's not even about his mental health or his decision because yeah. he, like he said on the show, I've got money. You don't need money. You're right. But you're showing this to other young black men who look up to you whether you like it or not. Mm. So that's my big thing. That's why I definitely didn't agree with anything he's done. There, there's a part of me that that wants to play devil's advocate, but I can't because I do think that, like, I do think there is a, an objective way that you should move in these spaces. But this is all some people know, man. This is how. Yeah, this, no, that's true. This is what some some people, and, and and it's not up to your workplace to come, you know, modify to you. It's up to you of like, how bad do you want something? And are you willing to work with exactly. people? Um, but again, we'll leave my politics for the NFL uh, for a later pod. You already know how I feel about the <laughs> NFL. We're going to close on you on no filter, brother, okay? Uh, let's take one more break and then a whole lot more unfiltered gems. We got to touch on some of these, uh, we got some, some of the older stories. You know what I'm saying? Maybe yeah. some of the stories that, that have just happened that we just haven't had a chance to break down UG style. <laughs> so we're going to do that coming up on the podcast, okay? Stick around. Do you like incredible musical performances and engaging conversations? Well, we've got both of those things for you right here at Mental Notes Live, the talk show focused on giving you tools to grow your faith, mindset, and progress. Hosted by yours truly, Ryan Hale, be sure to follow us everywhere on any social media platform at Mental Notes Live and go catch up on all of our previous episodes by visiting mentalnoteslive.com. Welcome, 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 welcome back. Until the Gems, my name is Malcolm Alexander. And I'm your boy, Ryan Hale. Touching down on the topics that we just haven't had the chance to get, uh, to dissect, if you will. Yeah, there's a few of them. We got to start out with <coughs> Tulsa Mega Church <laughs> Pastor. He's not a pastor. He's a pastor. He, he ended with an A. It looked like pasta, but he said it like so pastor. Stupid. He does not end it with an A. Mike Talk Todd. about my guy like that. Mike Todd. Good talk <coughs> to Mike Todd. <laughs> By now, y'all have seen the video. Y'all have seen it. Y'all know what the hell this is. He's taking, <laughs> he took an, he, he a book out of Mark, okay? And I, I just don't think it's hitting. Hell, you stupid. <laughs> as the resident evangelical. You are a true fool. As the oh resident evangelical of the podcast. First, um, I'm the resident sports agency. The, 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 the resident authority. sports authority. You know, I was trying to look. I was trying to look for the authority. An agency came out. I, I didn't have the words. Okay, you are a resident no, sports resident authority, evangelical. and you're also the resident. You, you, bro, you, you got some work. You, you, you wear many titles here. As a resident evangelical, can you throw cap on this, please? Like, why? <sighs> why hell? Tell me why. <laughs> I can't say why, but I will say what he's already said, because he did a video, obviously, after the the outcry or whatnot, the <laughs> outrage um, of people on, you know, social media, um, that he watched it back. And only thing I can say is what he said. Like, it was disgusting. I can't lie. Um, was it biblical? Yes. What he was talking about is 100% on the money, like the sermons that I've watched um, from him has. So I can't say that it's not biblically based but <clears throat> no sometimes it's obviously like he said biblically based yeah but sometimes like he said sometimes you try to make the 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 scriptures come too alive like you could have he could have used a different example and i think hindsight is twenty twenty because he knows that now there was probably a better way to do that um, 
No, there was there was a better way to do it. There probably was a better way to do that. Uh, it was his brother, so I mean, it would have been different. Like, it would have been different if it was just like a, a member or a volunteer. So that that would have just made it worse. To, in my opinion, in my opinion, it would have made it worse. But it was his it's blood brother. That like that's your brother. your brother. <clears throat> no, like, I'm, hey, I'm not saying I would have done it. Hey, guess who wouldn't be ranking their Thanksgiving foods at my house? So if stupid. you, if my brother would have spit in his hand and smeared it in my face, but we're acting like, well, not <clears throat> let's not act like the brother didn't know ahead of time. I know I'm saying it wasn't disgusting because, yeah, it was disgusting. But the brother obviously knew about it ahead of time. He was obviously willing to do it, and it probably wasn't the best. It wasn't the best example or best way to go about it because it distracted people more than um, it led people to understanding the meaning that he was trying to make. I'll say that. Uh, my only issue is I think people are killing this man for yeah. a, a mistake. You don't They're killing this it. man like he cheated on his wife and his, and his family. Like he went out here and shot up a, a church himself. Like, chill. And that's my problem with the cancel culture, which is sadly led by mostly black people. Uh, we like to kill Pete. We like to kill our own. And that's, that's, that's why one of my issues. So now we hold somebody on such a pedestal being a pastor. And that's a whole different conversation for a different day. But we hold, we held him on a pedestal because of his messages and, and all the things that he's done and how big he is on social media. And now he made a mistake and now we want to kill him. That's crazy to me. But I don't go ahead. Think anyone's killing him. I think that he is getting rightful dragging. He's getting dragged. And that's all it is. And he's I quite dragged. frankly think he's getting dragged. And I think he deserves it. <clears throat> like, it was out of I guess pocket. that's where we disagree. Go ahead. I, I genuinely think he's getting dragged, and I think he deserves it. Not just for even that, but there's been even other sermons that, again, and I'll leave it leave it to Twitter to dig up the receipts, baby, of just sermons where, again, it's, it's, it's just cap. I think we're taking the Bible a little too literal. Like, and that's just what it is. There's, there's incredible word in there. I'm not saying that the, that the word ain't right, but I'm saying to illustrate it, you aren't Jesus, nigga. Like, so it, it, the, the illustration is better told than expressed. Or the fact, bruh, water to wine and y'all use grapefruit. Y'all make the, <coughs> make the skin a little piece of lo- uh, a loaf of bread. Clearly, you can show in, you know, imagination. So I understand the word of like how, yes, what God has for you ain't always going to be pretty. Mm-hmm. But I think it puts you on a, to illustrate something like that, it puts you on a pedestal to feel like Jesus and I think that's also the problem no, with a lot of I mega totally church disagree with that. That's a that's a lot of mega church leaders. That's where they get to No, I disagree with that completely. To to do an example based off of talking about Jesus in the scripture, if you do an example talking as Jesus or what you think Jesus would have done or taking it word for word in the scripture, does not make you believe that you're Jesus. That is not that's not right. He's not thinking that he's Jesus. He's not trying to put himself on a pedestal acting as Jesus. He was doing an example like Thousands of pastors, mega or not, do. You're making an example, um, using an example to show what Jesus was doing at that time. That's not a problem. You're not putting yourself up there with Jesus. And when he did that's that, not, that's a not man could see after that. You just did exactly. it. Exactly. That was the example in the scripture. That is not, scripture. obviously, physically, we knew that wasn't about to happen. But to say that he was doing that act and that's if he was Jesus is just totally left field and wrong. But then why, that's totally wrong. Why that's else totally would not you what he's doing. do it? Why would you just to, I, like to illustrate it? It doesn't. I it's illustr. If if all you're saying is simply to illustrate it, 
you gotta like I'm sorry. You gotta sell Listen, it to me I'm not defending that. I'm not defending this example because like but I said, you are. it was disgusting. No, no, I'm not. Hear me out. I'm not defending this specific example because it was disgusting, like I said. What I'm defending is or what I'm disagreeing with you on is that to do an example acting as of Jesus, because there's multiple other examples. Um, that we see in the scriptures of Jesus that he could have done examples on. You just brought up the water to wine. You could have did an example with, you know, water and food, color and all that good stuff. That doesn't mean I'm acting like Jesus if I'm doing that. So if you're doing an example or illustration, it doesn't make I you said, putting on yourself on a pedestal for what Jesus. I said was, nigga, you are not Jesus. That, exactly. that is but he knows that. What's the point of you saying that? It, But there's an ego attached to it for you to like oh my gosh no that's there's an ego that people place on him if you watch his messages and if you read his books and things like that there has never been for somebody who has watched and, and read a lot of his work there's never been a time where i thought this man was putting himself on a pedestal acting as jesus or talking as jesus that's not true i'm not gonna i'm not gonna i'm not gonna blast him and say that that's just not true I, that's my no filter on that. A lot of people <laughs> would disagree, and it, it's just what. That's it is. fine, but it, it, those people, those fine. people would have to go back and give me, give me some examples, and I would love to, to discuss that with them because you just, if you just want to pick apart something and saying, oh, he thinks he's Jesus here, that's just stupid to me. I don't think it, it, it's. I'm I'm saying the illustration puts you in a place where you you're putting yourself in that space i think that that's just what it is it's just like because no. i think again only jesus can can do what are the <coughs> things in the bible so it's like i understand the illustration but it's like is it not the word that we're supposed to be studying like i didn't need the fanfare i didn't need the show to to prove the point bro and clearly and if and it was only the word because no one got the point oh absolutely but if if it was only the word that we would be studying there would be no point for people to watch church we could just listen we could just listen along and read that's why people watch church. That's why there's such a, a big online following for a transformation church or, or a big church like that, so that people can see them present the word and display it. It's not just for you to read along. If, we, if it was just reading along, what would be the point for, for having cameras and stuff? What would be the point for that? Just to look at, just to look at their faces? That's not, that's, not, that's not the reason. That's not the, that's not the purpose for somebody passing or doing illustrations in church. That's not the reason behind it. And it's not, and it's not to be Jesus Christ Himself either. Clearly, now, I guess I do sound like the resident evangelical man. You do. I guess he put that hat on me, and I, I carried the mantle. Uh, <laughs> you know, sit here, d d defend it. I, uh, there I didn't defend that. Uh, I'm uh, just defending uh, uh, illustrations. And I understood what he was trying to do, but it wasn't the right approach. You, that's all. You defended that one. We gonna let you have well, it. Maybe, maybe I defended it. I could have defended worse things, so I'll take that. You defended. We 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 see the side of the aisle that that you play on, but you're the resident evangelical. Oh I knew I knew it was going to be a good one. Okay, we thank you. I'm the legal <laughs> eagle, and you're the resident evangelical. We're just here okay. providing the good content for the people. Got to switch. We have to talk <laughs> real quick. We have to touch on um, the. I really don't want to give these guys airtime. I could care less to do it, but yeah. here we are, and I want to use them as simply an entry point to have a larger conversation. Um, Hale, I mentioned this, I think, off uh, off air mm -hmm. about how at the top of the month, um, I started just asking certain questions in my Instagram story, just taking polls, you know, getting word from men and women. And a lot of the questions I'd be asking are always going to be kind of directly to black people. Mm -hmm. One question in relation to the story that I asked was uh, black men, do you have platonic relationships with other black women 
who are not your sister, mother, auntie, significant other, right? Then the next uh, next story over, black women. Do you have black male friends, or you know, do you have vulnerable, intimate, platonic relationships with them? Same thing, not father, significant other, so on and so forth. And that came after I got invited to a birth uh, or a going away party. And you know, you know, when you go to a party, what's the first? You're going to a party. What's the first thing that you ask about a party? I don't know. Who gonna be there? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. First I guess question, I was my right? birthday party. Yeah, right. Who like, like, be there? like, 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 yeah. little party. Like, obviously not not for a club. But you know, you, you go in a club. Right, you're right, like, right. Hey, like, who gonna be there? Mm-hmm. And Victoria goes, "Oh, well, it's." all the girls and i said like so there's like there's no like no guys going <laughs> right and not saying that like in one moment that i need all guys but i'm just like oh like and i'm thinking like i'm cooking for her friend who's going away and i'm just like you know what like i'll you know but it's cool to have like some other guys there sometimes because then exactly. like girl talking just turn to girl talk you gotta talk and mm-hmm. like and of course i'm all about coexisting um and community and y'all know that but i asked why i said how come? And I happen to know Victoria's case, but then a lot of her friends in this one night were able to kind of sh- share with me a little bit like, hey, like, how come? Like, you know what I'm saying? And based off of that poll's results as well, a lot of black men feel that they have relationship, like good, healthy relationships with, with black women or, or at least voted. The, the yes to that was in the 80%. It was damn near split as far as black women that have close relationships with black men. And the overlying root, the main factor that was always shared, right, was safety, was boundaries, was the fact mm. that, no, I don't have relationships with other black men outside of my family because each time we get a little close, they cross a boundary. Reoccurring thing that I saw in my story, right, they just always end up trying to hit. I don't mm. feel safe. I don't feel protected. So when I saw the clip of the Fresh and Fit, right, saying that they don't <coughs> date Shaniquas. And They're not in the Night Riders. Night Riders and all that. All that shit. It all happened at the same time that I was actually polling this. I polled this before even I saw the clip. Mm. I mm-hmm. was just, ha- and I'm, I'm just genuinely having the feelings of like, how come my sisters don't have that many relationships with other black men. And most times I am the only man in a lot of my spaces, which I don't have an issue with. That's not it. But it's like, how come black women don't feel safe? And how come clearly black men aren't creating spaces for black women to feel like to feel safe. And when I find podcasts like these motherfuckers, it's literally the reason why. Their brand literally. is built for insecure men to give them something to look forward to, to give them something to make them feel special. Mm-hmm. And the one factor that makes them feel special is looking at women as things, looking at women as a prize. And not not a prize as like a wife, but a prize as in like a trophy prize. 
mm-hmm. just something else to put on the mantle so I can say I hit that. Exactly. They literally do pickup classes. And thank, God to, mm-hmm. and thank God to Twitter for even being able to show some of the Patreon content. As far as the, the damn lights can do, that be sitting here talking about, well, you know, the one way that uh, you can, a great pickup line is, you know, do you do the overconfident. You know, you just go up to a girl and you say, huh, you know, I, I, I'm glad I found somebody that almost looks as good as me tonight. And he goes, yeah, great entry point. And he's serious. That's what's so crazy. That serious. They're serious. They're, They're so serious, serious about how <laughs> I'm sorry, they... no, 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 no. Let's bring it back. They're so confident yeah. in their lies. Their lies have them in bondage. <laughs> They're so comfortable in their lies. You're right. You're right. They're so comfortable in their lies. Yeah, man. They're very comfortable. And, and we're not sugarcoating anything in 2022. That's one of my things. We're not sugarcoating nothing. This is the truth behind it all. If you are a black man, fresh and fit or not, because I'm, I'm so sick of seeing this. And if you are you a black man that's following me on social media or anything, this is for you too. If you're a black man who has the audacity to say, oh, I don't date black women or oh, I don't like black women and all that stuff. You're just weak. That's what you are. You're a weak man. Mm-hmm. And this is this is beyond preference. This is be a preference is I don't like women with tattoos. I don't like women. Th- that's a preference. I'm so sick of hearing this as a black man. As a black man, oh, I don't date black women. When you got a black mama, you got a black sister, you got black friends, but you don't date black women. Why? Why? Because you're too weak. That's what it is. That's the end of the day. You're just weak. And insecure is not strong enough for me. Yes, they're insecure, but the biggest thing is they're weak. They're weak-minded men. Mm-hmm. And they're just the two leaders in that community of weak-minded men is those ignorant people of Fresh and Fit. I'm so sick of Fresh and Fit. Sick of everybody who support Fresh and Fit. Sorry, I can go on and on about this. It's just ignorant to me. How, how are you a black man and I of all races you don't date as black women? How? Just make it make sense to me. That's all I don't understand. But we know exactly what it is. And again, you've spoken. I'm letting you go off, King. Please. Because please. <laughs> I've, I've had. Two segments in a row. I need to chill. Yeah. No, 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 no. Look, look, look. Because I've had my contentions with it already, right? Literally, exactly what I have been really just doing a lot of work in. I, I think there's going to be some other just content that I just kind of want to create in this space this year. Um, outside of UG, but just a part of my storytelling, just really speaking to the relationships between black men and women. Like, I agree mm-hmm. with fucking everything that you just said, dude. I, again, y'all know my politic. Y'all heard I was talking about, y'all, y'all already know, man. I'm, I'm, I, I am violently pro-black at times, okay? So, mm-hmm. y'all, like, like. <laughs> Dr. Umar, is that uh, you? I'm just joking. <laughs> Poopy hat pops right on, okay? You and your white wife cannot come to the cookout. You and your white wife cannot come to the cookout. I love this, man. I got to do Dr. Umar. Favorite character on the internet. Favorite character. Um. Y'all know, man, black women are are, are, are are queen, they are king. Black women are everything to me. Yes, I'm incredibly partial. I've always been. But again, me I'm too. always put in the exception. I'm always put in the rule. I'm always put in the like, well, yeah, you're rare for that regard, right? And why mm-hmm. is that? I want to do further work into diving into the self-hatred, the acute self-hatred that has to be experienced by a black man to to literally so boldly say, yeah, I don't date, and not just I don't date black women, but I don't date Boniquas, I don't date, or, mm-hmm. or Shaniquas, or wh- like whatever, whatever, you know what I'm saying? To literally attack them all exactly. in the same sentence. That's how you know it's beyond a, a preference, because that's what they went on to the air the next day. Mm-hmm. I, I saw a clip and talking about, oh, we can't have preferences. If women want to have preferences, this is so beyond a preference. Mm-hmm. You could You could honestly just say, 
I don't like black women, and I would disagree with you still. Yeah. But that's not as bad as attacking black women and throwing them out there. Mm-hmm. One hundred percent. Because there there may be other races that you don't date, but you don't talk about them like you talk about black women. Why is that? And you're black. That's the biggest. That's the craziest part of it all. You're black. Saddest part is that their own mothers. They said that their mothers like are hurt by the fact that they don't like black women. And and, and 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 but but you know it's but he, he, here's the tea right I think both of them are are immigrants last time I checked they grew up no. on islands that 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 tourism white fetishized tourism was the what was the best export they had so what I think is that there could be just experiences that they just had with white people and seeing them similar to Kanye yeah we can link this to Kanye right there's a point at which we see whiteness or the proximity to whiteness as the penultimate form of success and again that's where it just roots back to a very acute level of self-hatred and that's what has to be explored here man like you you said if you know you you mentioned like yeah if y'all on my timeline and y'all watching fresh and fit quite frankly you can unfollow me it's 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 even deeper it's deeper than that because it admits to a sincere level of weakness, of insecurity, and of self-hatred, anti-blackness that that is just disgusting. And that's all we'll say yeah. about that. Okay. Yeah. Um, what I do want to touch on are good things. Speaking of speaking of insecure. Speaking <laughs> of insecure. <laughs> I'm the Segway King. Get like just <laughs> let me have it, right? <laughs> Speaking of insecurity, we gotta talk about. Uh, I mean, uh, what did we? No, we we only missed the finale episode. That's all we really missed. I you think know, so, right? here's the thing: we're not doing an episode wrap. Hell, yeah. I want to say we talked about it. We kind of texted about it, but we haven't really talked about it. Okay, right? Some people know my thoughts about the finale. And mm-hmm. how the show we, we talk, I think wrapped. we kind of talked about your thoughts more than anything. Yeah. We briefly did. Um, I'll share mine momentarily. Hale, I want to know your thoughts. How? No, g- give me this. How would you rate it? Mm-hmm. Rate it, and then give me why. Rate okay. the insecure rap. Like how the show wrapped. I need you to rate it right now, and then tell me why. One to ten. What am I rating? One to ten, or what? You call. It. You want to. You want to do a grade or a one to ten? Uh, either way. Let's do a grade. Oh, one to ten, sir. Uh, oh, okay, one to ten. One, one to ten. Okay. Let's do one to ten. One being the worst, ten. ten being the best. Ten being um, the best. Naturally, you're gonna have to compare it to how other finales of other TV shows made you feel. See, I don't. That's why I don't agree with that. Why? Because why do I have to compare? Because it? like I'm saying, how did this show end? The the show's ending. No, I hear that, like, but I'm saying, why do I have to compare it to other endings of shows? Because it's different. One to ten, hell. One to ten, <laughs> one to ten hell, one to ten hell. Um, I'm gonna go with. Mm. Okay, I'm gonna go with a seven. Okay. Seven and a half. Okay. Seven and a half. I'm gonna give it a seven and a half. I wish I could rate it higher, but the only reason I'm going seven and a half is because I wasn't a huge fan of. I, I've never been a huge fan of this in TV shows when they kind of speed mm-hmm. through. Mm-hmm. I don't love that. Yeah. Um. I understood what they wanted to do, especially after watching the um the wind down, which they show after the show, and then mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. watching the documentary uh, that followed. I understood why they did it. I just wasn't a big fan of it. I would like to see more of the 
decisions and how those decisions affected the characters and why they made those decisions and yeah. what actually happened right after that decision was made and why you know what I'm saying? I, I, yeah. I wanted to see that that would have resonated more with me than the totally. speed through you know what I'm totally. saying so that's why I would give it a seven and a half um, at first I can't lie I didn't like the ending because it looked like we were just going on to another episode but rewatching that ending again I understood why they did it just because they're like our lives are continuing. It's our not like a continuing 100%. Yeah, not like a final mm-hmm. thing. So yeah. I do understand that wasn't the biggest fan of it per se, but if if I do compare, one of my favorite shows of all time is The Fresh Prince. So if I do compare it to that, the way The Fresh Prince ended did end like, okay, what the heck is Will going to do now? You know what I'm saying? Like it was kind of a weird ending to me in that space where it looked yeah. like it was over i i when I, in this ending yeah. it looked like they were their lives were continuing you get what i'm saying so mm-hmm. I, I yeah i get it i understand that so I, seven I and a half that. for me and and and, and I, I really dig the analysis i think it's just it's hard because i think it's a sitcom right sitcoms have to be brought to an end where i think true yeah like, yes yeah. like dramedies you know i because I, I will say i i like that there was an i think that might be the only thing that i liked about the finale is that it did show the lives moving on of these characters, right? Maybe of mm-hmm. them getting the things that they all wanted. I didn't like the finale for the same reason that I just didn't like, again, the whole season. I think that we we, we kind of were on that the whole time. I kept just saying, like, I got to see how it just plays out. Because right. yeah, I was let down by a lot of episodes because it just felt like filler. I didn't get enough character development in a lot of the episodes leading into the finale. And then I just feel like, again, the finale was more than rushed. It was just a flash forward thing. So I think it's like it built <laughs> to this whole, <laughs> it built to just like these and here's what happened. Then five years later, here's what happened. Two years later, and here's what happened. And it, or it's it's a year later, and it just each time. And I'm just yeah. like, what? what, what? Like it, it was. Yeah. So it was cool. It was beautiful. I will say, I even actually, I really liked the last shot. I I did like that. Right. I, I had to rewatch it and see like when mm-hmm. she like checks her. You know, she does this in the mirror. She has the ring on. So it's like, oh, okay. So she is. She is engaged. You know, uh, mirror girl ain't talking. Uh, mirror Issa ain't talking back to her because she's secure now. Like, yeah cute mm-hmm. i get it yeah but it just didn't i i did say i said if everything if everyone just rides off into the sunset it's gonna be kind of a letdown to me and it's not because it's like you did I, say that i did and it was just it was rushed it was a whole season of filler so i think it's just like the finale i was actually gonna place it probably around like a 6.57 right around same ballpark as mm-hmm. you but i think for just you gave it a seven and a half <laughs> I want to just keep it even lower. And I'm like, it's a five. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> to me, it's, again, it was good. And, and and I'm, this isn't me coming at Issa. Like, um, I think honestly, a lot of factors played into it. I lit it. Like, even though they're saying like, no, they only want to do eight episodes. I'm like, I think if COVID wasn't around, I think we could have gotten 10. And I think the whole yeah. finale, I think how we, how it played out would have been better had COVID and just, budget probably not been two major factors amidst the pandemic mm-hmm. for getting it done because two yeah. more episodes would have gave us something different for sure what does it give us because again it's just y'all just like they just sped through everything and it's just like i just didn't get a chance to like you know what i'm saying to to, to really appreciate what every what all happened you know it's like we mm-hmm. spent these granular moments with these characters like leading up to just then boom flash forwards and cuts and all that kind of stuff it just it didn't it didn't land for me man and i pulled people in my story and it was kind of split I'm not gonna lie to you yeah I'm not gonna lie yeah. to you that's not my research and development. i'm not surprised on that that's <laughs> it, it just didn't well let me ask you this where does insecure go 
down for you as as like your in, in your all time. And I know that's tough Oof. to kind of rank on the spot your all time shows. But where do you think this show will go down for you around there, like an estimate or you know? Oof. Um, based on everything the show gave us and what they did for black people and I'm gonna need more time. I mean, they shed it. a lot of light on black businesses and all that yeah. stuff. So it, it's really and, and, your, and your hood too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all know. I mean, I, I mean, I, I've been on. You the was show. on the show. Yeah, I mean, come on. Uh-huh. Like yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I honestly, think I'm gonna need more time. I'm gonna need more time okay. to just see kind of how it ages. We got a lot of really good TV. Um, we do. But no, but that's wrong. That's not, maybe I don't because it's like. I would just come out of the gate because I think it's probably one of the more, most groundbreaking shows was Atlanta. And I'm super excited for the season three coming out in March. So we'll talk about that in another episode. In another <laughs> we'll, we'll get down. <laughs> this pod might turn to an Atlanta rap after, after March. It might. It, it might. <laughs> um, ah, I'm going to need time with it. I don't know. Like, it, okay. it, it had moments, though, and I appreciated what it did. Like, it's in a league of its own, and, like, there's no taking away it's important. I, what I will say is that I don't think I will ever or people will ever stop talking about Insecure. I will say that. True. Where does it rank? Best season. Oh, shit. One of the first three. The, the, bo- really? Bo- both See, the- for me, season four Season four was my favorite. I know. I, I, like, season four was, was cool, but it just the contention between them was, like, too much for me. I, I think, I think one, one through TV. three. It was, it was good TV. That was some good TV. It, 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 it yeah. did. Um, but it's just... It, yeah, man. Like what Issa did. I I think probably what made the finale sweet was having the the, the finale because it's like the I've watched it twice now. Just and each time I started just crying at the same parts. Like I'm just like I'm in it. You know what I'm saying? What? The documentary. Oh, the, the, the documentary. The documentary. Like oh. it's just it, it's incredible, man. And like you do like you yeah. see the looks that she gave L.A. Like she made landmarks mm-hmm. around L.A. You know, even just even the part where she's driving through all the spots yes. from the. The show yes. at the end, I was yes. dope. Yeah, yeah, man, no. So um, it is. It, it did everything for community. It made people see L.A. and black L.A. in a, in a completely mm-hmm. different way. Um, so, I, I again, I, I think it's it supersedes a show, quite frankly. Atlanta is very much like a show, and it's a world where, like, Issa, it's it's not a show. It's just, like, L.A., its existence. So yeah. I'll need time, but, no, it, it, it's, it's, it's I will give it legend. I will say that. Or, okay. or it's iconic. I'll definitely That's say fair. it's iconic. I'll say that. Where does, it, uh, where does it rank for you? I, I'm definitely. I definitely think it's legendary, like you said, yeah. and groundbreaking. Um, I don't know where I would have it as far as rankings. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely one of my favorite shows of all time, probably. Yeah. Just just the stuff I watched throughout that show, the opinions. Though I, I just remember watching at the beginning and, and talking on Twitter afterwards. Oh, yeah. And, you know, oh, yeah. talking to each other. Oh, yeah. And, and you know what I'm saying? Well before like, the podcast. we watched this show since college, yeah. right? Like, yeah. it's it's yeah. been, it's just, I just, it puts me in a place where I remember yeah. those conversations and those discussions. And it brought about a lot of real-life discussions, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to relationships yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think they did a good job just not showing the woman's perspective, mm-hmm. but they showed the male's perspective, the growth of Lawrence's. Yeah. Something that I really loved. So I would, yeah, I, would, I, would, I, would I liked it a lot. Agree. Uh, 10, and again, I think it's just really I ten thousand percent agree is what I, what I was trying what mumbled mm-hmm. out of me. Um, <laughs> but uh, or no, excuse me, not but and it's just in a league of its own. You know, mm-hmm. it's like there's really nothing else. Like you can't you can't compare it to girlfriend. You can't compare sure. it to anything newer. Like it's it's just it truly is in a league of its own. So I think that's where it's it's hard. Like I don't know how I'd rank it. Like. You know, it's like people always love to rank like Breaking Bad or The Wire, which one's better. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, it's true. Ugh. 
it's hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But when I just think of like a phenomenal show, you know what I'm saying? Regardless mm-hmm. of, you know, it's just like, it's hard. You And, and this is, it's a comedy drama. It's a dramedy. It's just, right. I, there's nothing, nothing to compare it to, quite frankly. So not yet. Um, but I, I think we will see some stuff yeah. after. Yeah. That try to compare themselves to that or, or start it because of that. Well, speaking of black creators and mm-hmm. and people that are just revolutionizing television because there is still black entertainment that is quality and that is incredible out there yep. for y'all to consume. Uh, we got to talk about some of our favorite shows. Um, <laughs> I love how it used to be we have to talk about one of our favorite shows and that was how we introduced Insecure. <laughs> but we have to talk about some of our favorite shows. Not really going to even get into the plots of it, y'all, but like I just I just got to shout out Abbott Elementary. Yep. Come on. And and Grand Crew. Quinta yep. is the woman for getting it done. That's probably why we didn't see her on the last season of Black Lady Sketch Show, but it's because she has been mm-hmm. working on her NBC deal. Um, and boy, is, is she killing it. Is she killing it. It is hilarious. It is. I'm thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying Abbott <laughs> Elementary. It's giving me some of my me best too, laughs yeah. every single week. Yeah, I, I, I w- I'm a big Office fan. Mm-hmm. Big fan of The Office. Um, and this kind of puts me in the same or a similar headspace when I watch that show, oh, yeah. of like the office and like the camera work and how they pan quickly and, and just the different uh, off scene interviews or whatever. Yep. Like, it just it just puts me in the mindset of that. And I like it. Um, the setting and all of that. It's a really great show. No, I, really I, show. I adore it, man. And like I, I just like I think people are talking about it. But more people mm-hmm. could be talking about it. But I'm like, I'm sorry. You but you have like Cheryl Lee Ralph playing like yeah. playing bar- like Miss Barbara <laughs> like legend you have Tyler James Williams in a fire hilarious role and it's not like it, it's not like he's any you know uh any stranger to TV or comedic timing right um and then but you know like you know who I really love on the show I love Lisa Ann Walter um who plays uh Melissa the teacher like, yeah because I've loved yeah. her since Parrot Trap and I think I was telling you that bro like that's my girl like She's yeah, she's great. She's so. What's, I want. I want to know the name of the principal. Oh, the principal. That's a Janelle right. James. She has a great stand-up special on Netflix right now. She's she's coming out to Arizona. I saw her. Yeah, uh, she's traveling. She's hilarious. I might go check her out. Tell me the funny thing though. I could not stand her the first two episodes because I was like, no, you are. Just, I know you're a villain. Like you're not even funny. You're just a villain. <laughs> and by episode three, I'm just she's like hilarious. Though. Like I'm sorry, but last week killed me. Where <laughs> Tyler James Williams walks in talking about. I thought they were, and with his deep ass voice. I thought there was gonna be right. I thought there was gonna be breakfast. She goes, "You don't see these these, these boxes like of cereal." Don't act like you don't see these boxes <laughs> of cereal here. <laughs> but oh, I've God. been there. I've been there. Yo, you got whole hotels that will promise a continental breakfast, and then got cereal boxes there with oh, a with a milk man. machine. Be like, "Yeah, this is continental breakfast." You like, okay, yeah, y'all y'all playing with me, man. Um, I do want to oh, touch God. on Grand Crew as well. A beautiful show yep. that is more of like um. Kind of, it's not sitcom, but definitely uh, I don't know how to describe network it. TV. I think it's a network TV For sure. version of like of not an insecure, but I think it's just a story that follows male relationships, friends, and yeah. friends, and yeah. male friends, friends, and black mm-hmm. male friends, and and, and it's it's super yep. dope, um, hilarious writing. My girl Nicole Byer is in it as well, and she is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you a part of um, BBWGTYY? Yeah. <laughs> Yes, 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 I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> For those who don't know what that is, that's uh, black boys who go to therapy. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, yes. I love that show. Yeah, it's uh, really I, good. I'm so glad I think that I you like got that. the letters right. 
Oh, oh yeah. I think I like that show even more because I think we talked about this off yeah. air. Shout out to my boy James White. He is the main character. Now, yes. Uh, without yes. A doubt. Yes. And if you guys know James White <laughs> and watch this show, you're gonna see. <laughs> I got to tell him, I had him on the phone the other day, and I meant to tell him that, like, and I think I told him, I was like, yo, you remind me of the of the main character on, on Grand Crew, and he was like, I don't, we'll get him on, we'll get him on, actually, yeah, we gotta get that'll him be on. the podcast thing, we, we'll leave it up to the audience, we'll put up some side-by-sides, but I feel like, you know, it's an energy thing, too, people have to see James in in like in real life being himself exactly they need to see how he acts because now that james cut his hair yeah it's not they don't look the same anymore but now you got to see how his acts and all that stuff his mannerisms all of that oh yeah all right well look we've had a monumental episode (laughs) on our return we covered a lot of feels so good to be back feels amazing to be back and thank you all so much for listening um stand by we're gonna have an incredible year of mm-hmm. uh, of podcasting so make sure that you're following us everywhere at unfiltered gems podcast you can find us on your favorite podcast platforms but you can watch us on youtube yes. so even if you listen and go over right. to youtube and just throw us a subscribe you know we hit the bell for notifications exactly. do all those those things <laughs> and not only are we going to have uh, an amazing year podcast and we got some great great content coming out um sooner than you think actually coming out in february um we've got an amazing dating special that we shot over christmas break so ah, can't wait to share that ah. with you guys as well see if you're only listening you don't know that i'm like hit by shoulder shimmy that's why you got to be watching it. <laughs> so get these dance moves on the youtube oh, thank y'all so much for listening for unfiltered gems my name is malcolm alexander and i'm ryan Hill. we'll see you guys next week peace With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.